Hey, this is Dexter Sites. My name's Caleb Wood. My name is Billy McLaughlin. And you're listening. You're listening to. You are listening to the Drum Report. To the GoPro Drum Report. To GoPro Drum Report on Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. On Verbmoto. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's not every day that we end up having a Grom report featuring an athlete who happens to be a two-time national champ, but here we are. Ryder McNabb has been taken Canadian motocross by storm the last two years, clinching two back-to-back 250 championships, one for Gopher Dunes Honda, and most recently this last year with the Red Bull KTM factory squad up here in Canada. Ryder is and has been one of the highest, the quickest rising talents in Canadian motocross for the better part of a decade. Um, his roots in the sport go back well over 10 years, and his history of winning has gone with him his entire way. Ryder McNabb is an athlete who should be on your radar. Um, he has a skill set that he has so much unlocked potential right now with his ability to dissect tracks and uh, the fitness that he possesses. If this kid is able to stay healthy, and I really hope that he's able to do so, he can make a serious splash in professional motocross and supercross no matter where he's at. Now, we're going to get him on the show just in a moment here, um, but th- this is a kind of an interesting Grom report um, because, of course, he's a he's technically still a Grom, but of course, like I said, he's got two Full, uh, three full seasons as a pro uh, racing in Can- Canada. Obviously, Canadians can turn pro in t- when they're 14 years old. And if I'm not mistaken, um, Ryder did exactly that. He raced for Gopher Dunes Honda as an, uh, basically a pro-am as an amateur in 2018. Or no, 2000, 2020, roughly. Uh, man, it's been a while. And he's been just chipping away at it. The guy has so much talent, and uh, we're finally going to get to talk to him on the Grom Report, he'll be racing, uh, and we'll get into it on the podcast, be racing Supercross Futures for AEO KTM, which are making a huge push this year. Those bikes are going to be unbelievable, and he will be at least neck to foot in uh, the latest and greatest from Canvas. Now, before we get into the podcast with Ryder, I'll have you let you know that we're running a contest right now. Uh, if you email me, brad, at verbmono.com, and all all you need to do is email with contact or contest as the subject matter and say I want to win a canvas jersey uh in the caption um or in the uh in your email uh tell me why you want to win a, a Ryder McNabb uh replica jersey uh just like the one he'll be riding with at uh and I think it's Anaheim 2 is the first futures round so let me know why it is you feel like you should win. And uh, so the email brad at verbmoto.com, contest as the subject line, and uh, let me know why you think you should win a Ryder McNabb jersey, courtesy of our friends and Michael Lieb over at Canvas MX. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Now on to the show. Welcome to a Verbmoto broadcast. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. This episode brought to you by Guts Racing. Verb 20 saves you 20% at Guts Racing. Let's be honest, you need a new seat, seat base, seat foam, seat cover. Get yourself set set to go for next season with Guts Racing and use discount code BigMX or Verb 20 to save 20% off of your order. 
With me on the line, he is the 64 in your program, likely number one in your hearts, especially if you're a Canadian motocross fan. Goes by the name of Ryder McNabb. Ryder, welcome to the Verb Moto broadcast. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Hey, thanks for making some time for us, man. This has been this uh, following your career has been uh, near and dear to my heart because I actually called your races when you were on a fifty, a sixty-five, as well as on an eighty-five, and uh, somewhere around that time you actually became fast, faster than I am, which not only hurt my heart but also filled it with love, knowing that you were one day going to be uh, a Manitoba racer who could call himself a Canadian national champion. You can now say that two times over. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. No doubt, man. So, um, yeah, a successful season. Uh, moving over to the KTM. You're on KTM Canada uh, factory racing with uh, the Red Bull team this last year. Uh, but you'll be ch- you'll be a little bit of change in your life this year. Uh, looks like you'll be uh, at least spending your entire winter uh, down with uh, the AEO KTM team and uh, switching gear brands. You'll be head to toe in canvas. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, gonna get head down there this week. Get uh, get back back riding again. There's too cold here uh, to ride, but yeah, I'm excited to get down there and see what's all about. Yeah, the, the the snow didn't stick around, but the cold temperature certainly did. So uh, that's not really uh, conducive to getting a lot of practice in. Um, how did it come about that you ended up uh, riding with uh, with AEO? I I, understand, I assume that uh, you're you're are you still with Lucas Myrtle as your your agent? Yeah, yeah, Lucas Myrtle and Jacob Hayes. Um, yeah, no, it it uh, we kind of were just talking they were talking to them kind of all year after I raced, uh, um, red bud and stuff like that. And, um, just kind of started talking and working out a deal. And I got, uh, to know, uh, a couple guys at KTM and stuff like that. Got to talk to them a little bit. And then Jacob, uh, got some stuff worked out and found us a deal with them. And it's, uh, worked out pretty good for next year. We're going to do, uh, Hopefully going to do the Supercross Futures and uh, the full motocross season. There you go. So, um, yeah, you'll be Supercross Futures, and uh, which you'll be able to lean on one of your uh, teammates for some experience in that, at, uh, Talon Hawkins, uh, formerly of uh, the Rockstar Husqvarna team. He stays on Austrian brands, but he'll be on AEO this year. He's one of your teammates. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Talon at all? I know you spent some time down in California in your younger years. Uh, but I don't know if uh, Talon was up near Bakersfield as all. Well. Yeah, no, me and him are uh, pretty good buddies. Um, he, I, we met, know them from California, but then he also, uh, when you were training at basketball there, he was there as well, uh, okay. riding there before like uh, the spring nationals at like Freestone and stuff like that. So he was there as well. So yeah, we got to know each other pretty pretty well. So, in addition to Supercross Futures, are we going to see, like, a similar program to what we saw last year with you doing some of the Spring Nationals, or is that going to be, like, it's going to be uh, Futures, and then uh, once the gate drops in Hangtown, it's uh, it's all moto all the time? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, do the Futures, and then it's, yeah, Hangtown will be round one and good to go. Love it, man. So, uh, um 
obviously you won't be able to uh, defend your 2023 outdoor championship in the 250 class. Um, you'll be relinquishing that number one plate, but uh, two pretty magical years up in here in Canada, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. They, uh, they were definitely two pretty crazy years. Had, uh, had some issues at the start of the year, both years. And, uh, but we fought through it and we got it, we got it done both years. So yeah, I'm happy with that. Happy with to end it, uh, like that and leaving, uh, the season, the series and happy to end it on a good note. So are, have you gotten any, uh, any crap from the Canadian fans for, uh, for leaving us behind or, or are they all just wishing you well? Um, yeah, no, I'm just pretty much just wishing me well, I guess. Um, nothing, nothing like that. I, uh, think everybody wants to see somebody from Canada do good in the States. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, uh, I, I'm sure a lot more, uh, well wishing than if, if anyone's upset, it's because they're not going to be able to see you race. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. You seeing you on the dirt, on the track. Um, of all the tracks you got to race up in Canada, uh, is the one that you'll miss the most, uh, the Edmonton track from this last year? Um, I'm not sure. That one, uh, I'm, I think they're going back there next year. I'm not sure what they said, but, uh, I'm kind of excited to see how it turns out next year. Uh, this year was, uh, I think they were a little underprepared for that one, but, yeah, interesting is what we'll say. But honestly, probably my favorite track in uh, the Canadian series this year was probably Sandalee or Wolf and maybe Gopher Dunes. Gopher Dunes I like too because it's super gnarly. But uh, I definitely love Sandalee. Sandalee is definitely one of my favorite tracks that we went to this year. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you got to give a little bit of love to Diggs. Otherwise, you know, you'd probably get a phone call on that one. Um, yeah. The few times that you've been able to, like, I guess you you never got to race the national at McNabb Valley, which is of course uh, the track that you your, you and your dad own and operate. Um, like, I don't know what what's to come for that track going forward. Whether it kind of gets a bit of a renaissance uh, or rebuilt, uh, would you like to see that either on the the Manitoba series again, or even uh, host a Canadian national sometime down the way? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, at some point, I mean, I don't have too much time right now and neither does my dad, but, um, yeah, for sure. I would, uh, I would definitely like to see it back going again, back cleaned up, get it, uh, get the weeds off of it. But, uh, we don't really have too much now that we're going down south, not going to have enough time to do anything with that. So, uh, maybe in the future at some point, it'll be back on the circuit or something like that. But, so now um, it's just for my my buddies at home and my cousin to ride right now. Yeah, it'll just, it'll just be Derek Donald, uh, like kind of maintaining the the premises a little bit, maybe spinning a lap at once a month, roughly. Yeah, for sure. If he can get back on a bike, we haven't seen him on a bike for a while. Yeah, I was gonna say we were all younger people when that last one he was time we was taking dirt bikes seriously. Um, tell me a little bit about the relationship you get to share with your dad. I think it's a really special one. You guys have traveled basically all of North America together. Um, you, you've had to take on a lot of responsibility as far as 
bike maintenance and I, I think it really helped you on understanding the motorcycle. Uh, but also I know that he, he kind of bestows upon you some life lessons and stuff like that. Uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, you and your dad and, and, uh, and just how impactful he's been throughout your career. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it without him. Um, he's done, he's got me to where I am right now, um, with pushing me on the track and off the track and everything like that and keeping me in, uh, in line and everything like that. And then, yeah, I mean, traveling is always fun. We always, uh, always seem to get along and always seem to, uh, um, make it work. Um, yeah. Has has there ever been a time where the two you butt heads a little bit, or or they keep things pretty civil? Yeah, I mean, not not too bad. The only time he we ever get like under each other's skin is uh, when I think I'm going fast enough on the bike in a practice day, and he gets mad, and then I'll go drop two seconds a lap, and he's like, "See what? What do you think I'm talking about? I'm not stupid. I watch you every single day." <laughs> so you, you get mad and go faster and then he gets proven right that that's I, I don't know if that's working in your favor man yeah i don't think so but uh it works yeah hey whatever whatever turns those lap times down um what do you think is going to be the hardest transition for you or your biggest challenge adjusting to supercross and knowing full well that in i think it's seven weeks time uh, maybe, well, I guess it'll be Anaheim 2 will be the first Supercross Futures, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we're about nine weeks away from, from you being on the stadium floor of a Monster Energy Supercross, uh, showing out and doing your thing. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Uh, it'll be, it'll be good to see once I get down there and once I get a, once I get some good suspension, or get them on some really good uh, Supercross suspension, and have uh, some good guys around me like uh, Salon and and a couple other guys will be will be training at the KTM Cash Track. So we'll have some good guys around us. So uh, learn from them, learn as much as we can from them because they've been doing it for a little bit longer than I have. So um, yeah, it'll be fun to see once we get down there. Do you ever just sort of like? kind of step back for a second and, and kind of just take inventory of what you get to enjoy in life as far as, like, you just came off of coming uh, from a race in France. You, you've now competed for Team Canada twice, once at, uh, at Redbud and another time in Ernay, France, for in front of literally the largest crowd to have ever taken in a professional motocross race. And now you're just days away from embarking onto yet another trip down to the States um, where you'll get, you'll get some pretty cool opportunities to do some pretty cool things. Yeah, for sure. It's uh it's pretty crazy. The the France trip was amazing, super cool to go over there, super cool to see all the fans over there and the track was awesome. Um sucks we didn't get to do as good as we wanted, but uh it is what it is, it happens and we'll come back next year stronger. Absolute. I, I think that there's uh, there's a lot of truth in that. Like I think one weekend, as much as, uh, you do, they, they crown a champion at the end and, and for all intents and purposes, France is the, the kings of motocross, uh, at least for 2023. But, uh, one weekend's results doesn't reflect, um, the, the skill level and the, uh, the level of performance that you guys are capable of. Um, uncharacteristically bad 
luck, I would say it, for, like, I, I have a, uh, like a clip from off of my GoPro of, uh, Dylan just, like, going for scrub something and he all of a sudden just goes flying through the air. Like, we're talking about a guy who hasn't lost a national in two years and it just didn't, it just didn't go your guys' way. But I, I think that, uh, the riding itself, there was a lot of, t- there was a lot of moments that you can be proud of. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's just really, it's just a really weird race, you know, um, all three guys have to do good. And, uh, it, it's just crazy. The track was obviously way different than anything we're used to riding and the hills and just a completely different environment too. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it just, it's hard because everybody maybe, I don't know if we put too much pressure on ourselves because everybody has to do good like all three guys have to do good to get into the a main and everything like that but you know it was fun it was an awesome trip to be a part of and can't wait to maybe do it again sometime plus you got a really cool cowboy hat out of it so like come on yeah exactly Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for making some time for the Verb Moto broadcast uh, on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I'll let you get back to packing up your stuff and uh, getting yourself to set sail, you and your old man heading south with uh, with your sister in tow as well. Sounds good. Awesome, man. Well, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut things off right there. Another episode on the VerbPod Network, done, dusted, and complete. Thanks so much to Ryder McNabb for making time for us, and also thanks to Canvas MX for making one of his jerseys available as a contest. Like I said off the hop, if you email brad at verbmoto.com, contest in the subject matter, and let me know why you think you should win, I'm going to pull somebody's name, and somebody is going to win, and I'll email you back, and uh, yeah, we'll also announce that on the show, who uh, ended up winning one of Ryder McNabb's replica jerseys, and that's a pretty cool thing. It's not easy, it's not easy to come by a, uh, a race uh, professional jersey, and uh, hope, uh, glad we'll be able to add that to somebody's uh, rec room. Hopefully, you'll display it proudly, uh, maybe even put it behind some glass, but if you don't, maybe just throw it on a hanger, uh, like most people do, and throw that up on the wall, and uh, yeah, cool conversation piece from people that can come over so anyway have you guys have yourselves a great rest of your day guys thanks so much for checking out all of these podcasts and make sure to check us out for the next one always a pleasure never a chore take care